I want to say to you ladies tonight that that Miss Creed likes to do activities, but it takes a lot because she has to have it. She has it a certain way. You know when she has an activity, it's fun, right? And she wants to have it a certain way. I need you all to get with her and spend time with her and see what she wants. And you guys, if you want more activities, you need to talk to her. She can't do everything, and it, and it, and it really takes a, a team to help. And you all need to meet on a regular basis, have a good time, you know, and, uh, and fellowship together. Um, where, where, go fishing? Yeah. She'll chum for you. So uh, we've got the Mighty Men Conference. We're gonna. It's it's a it's a it's a Friday night. We leave on Friday morning and we come back Saturday. I want I want you guys. I'm gonna give you the dates. It should be on there. But we have motel rooms reserved, and uh, I, I'm the guys that went last year had a great time. It was packed. It was full. And and I talked to Brother Chad yesterday, and they're gonna. Ha- he has a tent. So it's going to be it's going to be some blowout, and we're going to have a good time with that. So it's a time that 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 the the thrust behind it is to just put pastors and their men together, and to unite them, you know, and understand the direction. Um, you got a lot of men in churches today that are just curmudgeons. You know, they're just nasty old, and they want to they want to go against the pastor and all that, wow. all the time and. You know, I've I've never claimed to be perfect. I make many mistakes. I do, but 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 uh, my heart's here, and it's for you. And and we we do we I like to do stuff together. We need to do stuff together as men, and we need to men, men to to rise up. We need men to win win other men to the Lord. And so, Mighty Men Conference is a great time. Um, Tim went, and and. Uh, Brenda's husband went. Cornelius went. We had a good time. Now they we got in there and they started they started playing music to begin with and they had a guy playing the piano and a guy was playing the bass and a block guy was playing the guitar and then all of a sudden this guy pulls out a harmonica and goes wow 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 and we were we were having a good time with that it was down home stuff you know and uh, but it was good wasn't it. I had uh, one ear out for one night. The kid behind me was shouting so much, but uh, but uh, we want to we want to do some things this year. Uh, we're talking about getting a, a real good bus, a bus that runs, and we don't have to do a lot. We don't have to do anything to get it on the bu- on the road and and really start some some bus bus ministry and fill up a bus. That means we'll have to have help with teaching kids on Sunday morning. So what's what's the What's the purpose of a bus ministry? The purpose of bus ministry is to see young people saved, but it, the bus ministry gives you contacts. Right. And it's, it, it's a contact. Now, my desire is to run the bus Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. If we're going to say you need to come church three times a week, we ought to run it like that. Amen? And so you say, well, it costs. Yeah, it costs, but what's the soul worth? And so... Uh, we're, we're praying about that, and we have to look for that. We want to we want to raise this roof here and this this ceiling inside the auditorium. I want to do this, and we need to work on that. It's going to take some men helping with that, 
And um, uh, we want to do some different things. And so just as the Lord leads and as the Lord supplies, and you just be in your place, amen? We need, we need, we need, a, uh, we need, we need more folks to come out for the evangelistic outreaches. And, and we need help with that. And uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna change and we're going to, uh, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna increase some things and work on some other teams and, uh, and looking for some people. We need some people. We need you as a, as a church member. When you look around, don't see somebody, call them. Amen. And don't say, hey, where were you? Say, hey, how you doing? So, so, so don't, you know, we don't need to rip anybody's face off. We need to, we need to, yeah, we need, it is, it is. And I'm, you know, I was, we were on the way, way to church and Miss Creed said, I need to call Denise. And, huh? And, and, and I was thinking of Danny and she said Danny was watching the live stream uh, this morning and uh, Joe and just people, uh, we can't let people fall through the cracks. Amen. And so we have to reach out. And so uh, we, can't, we can't just have blinders on. We need to be, need to be uh, looking for people. Amen? Well, amen. I'm glad you all had a good Christmas celebration holiday. I appreciate you guys preaching. I want to share a message tonight with you from the Word of God. And, uh, and um, the... Uh, I want to start with Matthew chapter 28 tonight. Matthew chapter 28. I hope you have a pen. Say I got a timer on me. Look, they put me on a timer. They put me on a timer. Uh, They got jokes back there, amen? Amen. So, uh... If you've got a pen, if you've got, if you, if you've got, if you don't, this is recorded, but, but I want you to, I want, I want us to get on the same page. Okay. I want to read this portion of scripture and, and I want to share with you what tonight, what I want to share. And then I want to, I want, I want to say some things. These are pointed things that, but I believe it'll help you understand. It says in Matthew 28, 19, 20, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy, Go- uh, Holy Ghost, Amen. teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. God is with us when we go out and tell people about the Lord. He's with us when we baptize them, and he's with us when, he, when we disciple them. But I want you to look there. It says in, in, in verse 19, it, or it says... Go ye therefore and teach. That's that you can write in your margin. That's giving out the gospel. That's giving out the gospel. Isn't that unusual? That God said you need to teach it. It needs to be taught. Amen. Teaching is teaching, real teaching is an art. I've had good teachers. I had good teachers in school. I had some that weren't. You understand? If you have good teachers in school, you get it in the class, in the teaching time. If you have teachers that are not good teachers, you have to get it on your own. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and, and as, as Christians, as Christians, 
We need to be teachers when we give the gospel. And when we teach, we need to be clear. And, and, and the second, it talks about baptizing, and then the last part is discipleship, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I command you. Where's, where's Archie? Archie, come up here. Okay, give me, give me, give me Horatio. Where's Othniel? Come up here. Come up here. Hurry up. Come here. Come here. Look at these guys. Come here, guys. Help me out. Stand. Don't move. Don't move. Stand right there. Othniel, come on, come on up. Get up. Get over there where they can see you. Now, let me ask you something. Who's going to tell these boys about Jesus? Okay. And, and who is going to give them the message? And when they get that message, when these boys get the message, are they going to understand because if it's not a clear message, then they're going to have a struggle the rest of their life. Do right. you understand what I'm saying? Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Othniel. These are future preachers right here. Amen. Amen. Here comes Elizabeth. She'll be a deaconess. Amen. Amen. She wanted to just get in on a party. She thought, she thought we were coming up for candy. Amen. Now, I want, you to, I want you to think about this. God has given us a clear message. And here, here's the problem. You, you look in the Bible and it says believe, and it says faith, and it says trust. Are you understand with me? Well, they all mean the same thing. They all mean the same thing. Now, listen... Listen, when you, tr- when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Savior, you, you put your faith and trust, you believed, and you called on Him. Amen. And, and it's important we understand that. I, I, think, I, I think about men in their cars. And they buy their car and they purchase the basic model and they start adding accessories. Back in the day, the first accessory was fur dice. And then they throw... Then they throw the glass packs and the spoilers on them. Now today you get wraps and, and they got these funny looking mufflers and sounding mufflers and they and, 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 and they and they got lights. Everybody's got lights under their car, you know, different color lights. I've been thinking about that, but my wife won't let me. And they add to the add to it and you look at it and, and you say, Wow. You know, couldn't they just leave leave things alone? But you know, that's the way some people do with the plan of salvation. They start accessorizing. Right. And that's not what we're supposed to do. Now, I want to say some things tonight. The lost soul must hear a concise presentation of how to come into the right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Listen to that again. The lost soul must hear the, a concise presentation of how to come into the right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Salvation is not a religion, it's a relationship. A little child must be able to understand the message. Now let me give you, let me give you some thoughts tonight. Number one, salvation is not making him Lord. Okay? 
Now, uh, now you say, well, we have a preacher. That's not, that's not the way I heard it. Well, that's not the way the Bible teaches it. Right. Jesus, God, has been Lord from eternity past. Amen. Okay, I don't have to make, he's already Lord. Paul on the road to Damascus said, Lord, what, thou, what wilt thou have me do? Well, see, he's making him Lord. No, he wasn't making him Lord. He didn't know what, what God had for him. He had to be discipled himself. It's not making him Lord. Listen, he, he's already Lord. He becomes our Savior. We need Jesus as our Savior. Now, he may become, he may become uh, uh, your Lord as, as you grow and you make him Lord. On, follow, look, look at John chapter 13 with me. John chapter 13. And just a quick detour here to John. John chapter 13. Jesus is washing their feet. You remember? And... Uh, in John chapter 13 and verse 13 says, ye, 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 ye call me master and Lord, and ye, ye say, well, for uh, so I am. If I then, your Lord and master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. You see, people focus on certain things, but they don't understand what God is teaching us. If we, if, if God says, Oh, well, he's my Lord. He's my Lord. And they talk about that, but, but they treat people like dirt. Wow. Okay? You know, he's, he's your Lord. You know, there's a lot to this Lord. That's a, that's a series of sermons, Brother Glade, to preach on, on the Lord. Now, so I, I want you to notice, salvation is not making him Lord. In the Christian life, he becomes Lord of our life. Why did Paul say, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God? Why did he, throughout his epistles, say, you need to do this because you need to make him Lord? Why did Jesus say, if you love me, keep my commandments? That's all part of the process. But he is Lord. He is Lord. And one day the world will see that he is Lord. I want you to notice again, salvation is not being sorry for your sin. Now, a lot of people talk about that. You need to be sorry for your sin. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 7.10, For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. Amen. And what he's saying there is, he's saying, he's saying, he's saying if, you, if you're sorry because of what your sin's going to do to you, when I got saved, I got saved because I want to go to heaven. Yes. Right. Amen. I don't want to go to hell. Yeah, that's right. and, and we're going to talk about repentance but when you see that, when you see that you're a sinner and you're, you're condemned, then, then it's time to repent. It's time to, get, it's, it's time to receive Jesus Christ as personal Savior. Just being sorry. No, nowhere in the Bible does it say when we're, when we're not in right relationship with God that, that we ask Him to forgive us or we, 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 we tell Him we're sorry. That's not, the, that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches... God, you're right, I'm wrong, and then he forgives us. You see, see, you see, we must confess. That's the key. Confess, and then there's forgiveness with God. And so, it's, it's not sorrow. I want you to notice number three, salvation is not asking for forgiveness of sin. Forgiveness, can, and by the way, a lot of people, when you're talking to people, listen to me, get this, don't tell somebody you need to ask Jesus to forgive you for sin. He can't because he's not your savior yet. Now I'm 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 giving you some I'm giving you some things because we need to get on the same page on this biblically. 
I'm weary of talking to people, and they say, but this guy said, and this guy says, I take him to the Bible and say, oh, wow. It's that simple. I said, yeah. Well, why did I said, I don't know. In my mind, I'm thinking they're wing nuts. They're nut, nut cases. They shouldn't have done that. But folks, folks, God gives us the concise plan. I'm not asking God to forgive my sins. Now, uh, now uh, forgiveness of sin is preceded by believing and calling on Jesus for salvation. Ephesians 1.7 says this, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. The forgiveness of sins is a product of salvation. Now, I want you to notice, salvation is, is not making him Lord or being sorry for your sin or forgiveness of sin. Number, number four, salvation is not turning from sin. Now, this is something that a lot of people get wrong on, on repentance because you do not have the ability to turn from sin. How can I, if I have the sin nature, turn from sin? Right. How can I do that? Now, now the, 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 the illustration is, well, we're going this way and we turn to God. Well, that's, that's a good illustration, but that's not, that's not what it's talking about. That's not, you, can't, you, can't, you cannot deal with your sin before you're saved. You cannot deal with your sin without a divine being, Jesus Christ. God, God is the only one that can forgive sin. That's why the Pharisees had a problem with Jesus he said, I'm, I, am, I am God. And who can, who can forgive sin but God? And he said, that's me. And that's why they hated him. See? Now, now notice, notice, sin cannot be separated from the sinner without the Savior. Now, I'm, I've known some people that, that, uh, that in a natural state, people can turn, turn from sin, and that's a work. But I've seen people, people get better, people... You've seen people in their lives improve and everything, but that doesn't, that doesn't save you. Right. The Bible says all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. You say, what's the key? Here's the key. As long as we're trying to turn from sin in our old nature, we cannot. But when we're saved, we have the new nature. We need a new nature, and that only comes through salvation. Now, Let's get down to the nitty-gritty tonight. Let me, let me tell you what salvation is. I'm going I'm to give, give you several things, and, and they begin with knowing. Salvation is knowing that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. He's the only way to heaven. Now, John chapter 3 and verse 1 says, There was a man named Nicodemus, the ruler of Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher from, come from God, for no man can do the miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Okay? And, 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 and Jesus, what did Jesus say to Nicodemus? He said, Ye must be born again. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Flip back to chapter 1 and verse 12. The Bible says he came in, unto his own and his own received him not. In verse 11, John 1. And then it says in verse 12, but as many as received him, Jesus. That's talking about Jesus all through that chapter. The Word. The Creator. Now, 
But as many as received him, Jesus, to them gave he power to become, say it with me, sons of God. What is that? If I'm a son of God, what, what kind of relationship is that? Huh? What kind of relationship is that? That's a family relationship. How do we have a family relationship? We're born in that family, correct? Nicodemus, you've got to be born again. Jesus says, the Bible says in John 1, 1 you, you have to receive Jesus. And, but as many as received Jesus, them gave you power to become the sons of God. What is it? Being born again is receiving Jesus Christ. Receiving Jesus Christ is being born again. Amen. That's it. And he's the only way. He's the only way. Receiving Jesus Christ. Receiving. That's key. They need to understand that. And that's being born again. It's not what people say. Well, I was born again. You know, I was out on the hill and saw a starburst and I was born again. That's what John Denver said. No, no, it's, it's, it's being born again. It's a Bible word. But as many as received him. Now, it's knowing that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Number two, it's knowing that I am a sinner. Now, everybody could tell you that they're sinners. If you ask them, they say, yeah, I am a sinner. I kick my dog, you know. I do this or I do that. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 5.12 says, wherefore, as by one man sin entered in the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Who was that one man? Adam. And he sinned. And his children were what? Sinners. And their children were sinners. And their children were sinners. And their children were sinners. All the way to us. We are born, every one of us, everybody that's born, no matter how cute we were, we were born with a sin nature. We are sinners because of what we are in addition to what we do. You meet somebody, would it be possible for somebody to have never sinned? I don't think so. But if you met somebody that, that was a good person, they said they never sinned, that you're fine, but they, they, they still have the sin nature. The sin nature. It's a sin nature. Now, so, so, so we are all, no, we need to understand we're all sinners. Now, now, now I've heard somebody say stupid things. Well, you need to get them lost before you get them saved. You, you're, they're lost. You don't have to get them lost. I mean, I, this, thing, this thing of the gospel and leading people to Christ is it's as sensitive as dealing with the heart patients they deal with. Right. Those surgeons, they can't, when they get to shakes, they have to retire. When you deal with somebody, you're dealing with a heart situation. It's serious. It's serious. I'm serious about this. I hear this stuff, things all the time, and I, I, just, I just quake. You're a sinner. You're a sinner because, because you have a sin nature. Now, num, 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 uh, number three, uh, we need to, knowing I am condemned. I'm condemned. Because of that sin nature, I'm condemned. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin, it doesn't say sins, is death. Now, you've heard me a hundred times say this, but that's a two-pronged death. It's physical death and spiritual death. Revelation 20, 19, 20, the death and hell were cast in the lake of fire, and this is the second death. That there's a second, there has to be what? A first. Okay? So we're all condemned. 
We're all condemned. When, when, when I realize that Jesus is the only way, I realize I'm a sinner by nature, and I realized with that sin nature, left alone, I am condemned, I'm in a heap of trouble. Okay? Now, again, I need to, I need to share with them Knowing that they need to know that salvation is a free gift. It says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That word gift, a gift is something you can do nothing for. Or it's a wage. The wages are in the top. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's a gift. You can't do anything for it. You must spend time on this. Baptism doesn't get you. That's a work. Turning over a new leaf doesn't happen. It doesn't, it doesn't save you. Being a better person doesn't save you. Being a Baptist certainly doesn't save you. And, and so, 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 so it's a gift. You have to teach that because, because the, the, the other so-called denominations and so-called churches that are around us teach you have to work. So I know what the Bible says, but there's some things you have to do in addition. That's a lie. It's a lie from hell. So, 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 and so then, then I want again. The next point is this: knowing Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. Romans five eight. But God commendeth His love toward us, and here, here's here's what you focus on: in that while we were yet what. Sinners, Christ died for us. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have what? Everlasting life. And so, so, so Jesus died on the cross for me. Okay? I'm a sinner. But Jesus died for me, and there's the gift of eternal life. Now, how do, I, how do I have this gift? Knowing, I need to know that I believe Jesus Christ died and was buried and rose again to save me. Romans 10, 9 and 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and the mouth confession made unto salvation. Okay? Now here it is. Here's, here's the key. There's a lot of people, when we talk to people about being saved, we say, ask Jesus to save you. That's not what we have to do. It, said, it says in there we must believe that he rose again. It's not enough that he died. He's not dead. He's not a martyr. He died and rose again. He lives. Yeah. So, so I need to believe that Jesus is God. I need to believe he's the son of God. I believe that he rose from the dead. Okay? That's what I need to believe. That's the gospel. The death, the burial, and the resurrection. Okay? Now, here, here it is again. Knowing that I must call on Jesus to save me. Now here's where a lot of people, they, they, here's where we lead people astray. And we need to understand, 
they, we need to get to the point that we share with them, do you believe? And, 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 and you teachers, you folks that have, have taught, I've taught before, and I get people and they, they are at a point they don't completely understand. You know what I do? I rewind and reboot. Amen. Because it says teaching them, teach them. Go ye and teach. I haven't taught if they don't understand. Okay? I'm not, I'm not telling them you're saved. I'm not telling them you're okay. I'm not telling you you understand. I don't do this. I don't do this. I just, I'm sit there, I'm pretty stoic, and I just say, do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus is God? Do you believe he died on the cross? Do you believe that he rose again? Yes. Now, if you do believe, then now you can call on Jesus and tell him you believe and he'll save you. That's it. That's it. It's nothing more. And so, so it says. It says in that verse. It says. It says for the, with the mouth confession is made. It says well, with the heart. You understand what I'm saying? Now, all those words trust and faith and believe. That's this. That's this. Paul was talking to the Romans. He was talking to a tough bunch. And he said, this is the way. Believe and call. Now, what's the prayer? Okay, pray this prayer for me. Dear Lord, I'm a dirty, rotten sinner. No, that's not, it's not it's it. Dear Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I'm condemned. But you died for me. You were buried. You rose again the third day. I believe. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, study, study. What did this thief on the cross say? What did Jesus? What did what did what did Zacchaeus say? I don't know if he said he. he I know he said something, but he went down a tree. What what did Paul say? I mean, folks, we 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 need to we need to study our Bibles and understand. We don't need to get too far right. and add anything to it and confuse people. There are people that are searching for salvation. There are people there are people that are thinking about more about death than life these days. There are people that are open to the gospel and it needs to be clear. And when you bring them and you say you want them to Christ and I talk to them and they're not clear on it, something's wrong. Amen. Get it straight. It's not it's not you don't have to be a theologian. Now, they, they, they call on the Lord. They tell him they believe. God saves them then. The last thing is knowing once saved, always saved. Amen. You say, where do you teach him that? Verse 13. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall, not might. And I say, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord and be in church every time the door is open. Now, you're supposed to be. No, that's not true. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord and do this and do that. That's not what it says. Okay? Now, a lot of people can't handle that. A lot of people can't handle simple salvation. But that's what God gave us. That a child can believe. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you, folks. When you talk to somebody about the Lord, 
They don't need to go from generations to revolutions. We don't need to wax eloquent. They just need to know. You say, well, what, what about this? What? Listen, repentance is one of the big things that scare that people. Are you ready to repent? They don't know what repent means. That's like, that's like, that's like a, a mom and dad whooping on a kid for something they don't know. Or they haven't taught them. What is repentance? Repentance is calling and believing. Believing and calling. That's repentance. You say, well, I thought, I don't care what you thought, you can go through the Bible and you can't see where a sinner can turn from sin and where that repentance says, okay, I'm turning from my sin to God. It's not, it's not that. You're, it says believe and call. It doesn't talk about turning. Right. It's an inward and an outward. It's an inward that causes you to say, Lord, save me. I believe. Boom. In the family. Start his mansion. Amen? Amen. I want to ta- challenge you to get that in your mind. I want to challenge you to spend time in these scriptures. I'm, I'm telling you, make them part of you. I want, to ta- I, w- I want to challenge you to go through these scriptures and thank God for them. Thank God that he's made it plain. And when you, when, you, when you are able and when God gives you the wonderful opportunity to share the scripture, share Christ with others, share your best friend with others, be clear with the message. Amen? Can you imagine? You know, we, we go talk to people about the Lord. I, I, I've done it before and it's... I don't know why they didn't get saved. I don't remember anything. I want to see people get saved. I get excited. I, I, I like to see people. I wonder if in the past that I've shared something and it wasn't clear and the Holy Spirit could not use it. Wow. I mean, you, you, I've, I've been with people. I've been with guys... And you know, you know me. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of not subtle. And and I've told guys, I said, you know, that was really a mess. And you confused that person. When you sit down with somebody, and God uses you to take this precious supernatural book. And show them what God did for you. Be clear. Don't add to it. Something pops in your mind. Pop it right back out. Just stay right on track. This this is, and I'm not talking about unemotional, without facial expression and everything. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about give them the plan. Not a plan. Amen? There are people, Brother Glade, I believe there's people all over the world that the soul winner was not clear. And years down the road, they get the preacher. And you know how sometimes preachers preach, they, they, they get you and they hold you on a string over hell. 
and and people go forward and they get saved this time and that time and this time and that time and 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 you need to know you need to know that you know right now, Pam how old were you when you got saved she was 10 years old of course she's a pretty smart cookie but 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 she 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 understood it right. I mean I mean she hasn't ever wavered from it whoever told her about being saved was clear and if you're sure about your salvation and you're here tonight somebody told you about the salvation they were clear thank God for them you ought to thank God for the person that led you to Christ or who preached or whatever you, do, you ought to thank God all the time let's be clear let's be determined Let's not give any room to Satan to get in and, and, and mess things up. Let's give, let's give that person listening to us. And I know there's all kinds of books about drawing the net and soul winning and this, that, and the other. But, folks, get into your Bible, get the plan, and get teach. Learn to be a teacher of the gospel. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for this night. We thank you for the preaching uh, of these men. Uh, great thoughts tonight. We thank you for salvation. And I pray that whoever's here tonight that you've spoken to through these messages, maybe we just want to get along, along the altar and pray that you would use us in 2024. But God, I just pray that you'd work in our hearts. You've been working, Holy Spirit. We thank you. We thank you for the scripture. We thank you for the word of God that's sharper than any two-edged sword that pierces. Lord, we just thank you for salvation and what it means to know that we know that we have eternal life. May, you, may your people do business with you. Let's stand, Lord, and as the piano plays, if God spoke to your heart, you want to get alone. Maybe you're praying for somebody that needs to be saved. Maybe you want to get along with God and just ask Him to give you people to talk to this year. Give you time. Make you, make you uh, perceptive.
Thank you. Be seated. Let's have a couple ushers come. We'll receive the evening offering. Let's pray. Father, bless the gift and the giver according to thy will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, well, Colin, you don't have to go back after Christmas vacation, do you? You sleep in. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, let's pray. Let's pray for uh, pray for your church. Be part of it. Be part of what's going on. This is the place. Let's pray for new members. Let's 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 share the gospel with other people. And uh, I thank God for every one of you. I thank God for everybody in the church. I really do. You're very special to me. And um, I get around the curve. I can't wait to see everybody. Amen. I miss you when you're not here. And uh, you're you're my favorite people in the world. I really enjoy this place. Thank thank God for everybody that prays for me, and and we we pray for you. Um, and everybody that does things around here. We appreciate it. Let's pray that we have a good year. You know, we could get to 2024, and the Trump and the shout could happen. It's as that thing with Israel, it, it, it's very volatile. You, I don't know if you understand how volatile it is. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, uh, I, it just wouldn't take much. Amen. And uh, close this thing out, and then we'll get to heaven, and we'll uh, see Jermaine and all the folks we miss, Colin's mama. I still see her on Sunday mornings. I still see her smile. I really do. I, when I'm preaching on Sunday morning, I, it's not they're not ghosts. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying I'm saying I think about those people. Amen. You know, and um, where they sat and everything. So, well, let's stand to be dismissed in prayer. And um, you can tell people when you go home that you've heard from Elijah. Amen. 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 Let's close in prayer. Arnold, close for us.